The biggest thing I always tell people is just do it. A lot of the people just need to start. We never knew what the best thing to do was or the right thing to do was. We always just went with what we thought was best and what we thought was right and got an MVP in the market and we just were always pushing out the best we can with what we have. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs strive for perfection in their, their business plan and their model and this and that. But I think a lot of it just has to do with jumping in and trying it and listening and adjusting as you go. Because you don't really know until you're, you're running it. Welcome to Babson Build, where we interview Babson founders and entrepreneurs, people who have tried, failed, and tried again. They're the change makers, the disruptors, the hustlers, and the builders. These are their stories. Founded in 2018, Busy Beauty makes wipes that are better for you and the world. 60 trillion wipes are used annually in the USA alone. They're filled with plastic and contain harmful ingredients. Busy Beauty delivers waste-free, US-made and naturally focused wipes within a delightful DTC experience. Launched in 2018, the brand has experienced remarkable growth. Its current partners include Kohl's, Macy's and JetBlue. Today on Babson Built, we have with us the co-founder and CEO of Busy Beauty, Jamie Steenbakers. Welcome to Babson Built, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Great to have you. So I'd like to start by first asking you, when did you first realize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I don't think I ever chose to be an entrepreneur. I think it, it kind of fell into my lap. And that being said, even what we do today is completely different than what we started off as. I think we fumbled into it because we were 18 and we had nothing to lose and we wanted to be our own boss. And we were surrounded in the Babson environment, which you know, really opens up your eyes to the possibilities. We were in our FME class. That's where I met my business partner, Michael, sitting next to each other, brainstorming business ideas. And we just kind of said, hey, we should, we should do this. We should just do this. <laughs> okay. So can you tell us a little bit about your business and what you do with Michael? Yeah. So I'll kind of give you a, the short version of our, of our journey. We started off, uh, like I said, we were 18, mm-hmm. freshmen in college and trying to come up with a cool business idea. We didn't really know what we wanted to do, so we were just brainstorming. And one of my biggest pet peeves was I always forgot to shower and I always forgot to shave. So my, my idea in the, in the classroom was, hey, we should make a shave gel that you can use without a shower. So just shaving in your room or you know at the gym or anywhere you can. And I don't know, it was, it was a little bit, you know, scoffed off. No one, no one really cared about it. And then Michael went to the Blank Center and pitched it to, you know, just like an open forum type of group. And he saw all the ladies' eyes light up at the idea of a dry shave gel. And then he came back to me the next day and said, Jamie, I think that we should actually make a business out of this because all the girls I've talked to have been super, super <laughs> excited about it. And like I said, 18, nothing to lose. So we said, okay, let's do it. We took all of our savings that we had. I worked part-time at a, at a hair salon, and we funneled that towards building out a prototype. And after we had successfully kind of launched this prototype, we had sold maybe like 2,500 units, not too many. We decided, okay, well, we can't just be one product brand. This is silly. We were probably in our sophomore year at this point. We need to come up with, with something more, something better. So we kind of built this brand around the busy concept, which is obviously what the brand is called now, Busy Co. And uh, so we launched a dry shampoo, a dry conditioner, dry body wipes. And 
all this was basically, let's get a woman ready in five minutes or less. Because that's the real problem. It's not that I forgot to shave. It's the fact that it takes me an hour to get ready. So we launched this concept. And after that, we realized that people really need body wipes. <laughs> so after body wipes were our bestseller and we're 90% of our sales, and we realized the amount of waste in the industry, we kind of doubled down on that and became the first sustainable waste-free wipes company. So long story short, <laughs> we are a sustainable wipes company. We manufacture in the USA with biodegradable wipes, biodegradable packaging, waste-free shipping, and everything in between to give you a guilt-free wipes experience. That sounds incredible. Um, so you talked a little bit about your co-founder, Michael. Can you tell us a little bit more about him and how you both complement each other as founders of the company? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges I meet with younger entrepreneurs is finding a co-founder or fighting with their co-founder and this and that. I've been extremely, extremely lucky that mm -hmm. I have never yelled at Michael. <laughs> I have never gotten a fight with him or anything like that. We've also lived together for four of the six years that we've been doing this and still have never had a fight. So I think we do a really good job at listening to each other and not stepping on each other's toes and letting each other own the category in which we specialize in. So, I mean, starting off, obviously, just the two of us, but, you know, we always listen to each other. Mm -hmm. And whenever it's something product related, I'm the lead. Michael says, okay, I trust you. Let's do it. Same thing with on the other end with him. He says, I really think we should go with this guy. I think he's a good guy. I say, okay, hire him. I trust you. You know, I think we're, we do a good job with that. And our roles have obviously changed a lot over the past six years. Mm -hmm. When we started off, when it was just the two of us, we were wearing a lot of hats and we didn't really know what we were doing and really sharing a lot of our roles. And now we specialize in a lot. Like as COO, I manage all of our product, our operations, logistics, supply chain, branding and product. <laughs> and whereas Michael handles all of our funding and finances. And I'm totally okay <laughs> with that because I used to do that uh, and I and I didn't like it. But Anyways, it's worked out well. <laughs> That's great. It's amazing that you both have set roles and responsibilities. So we also know that at Babson, you were involved in the Summer Venture Program, the Beta Challenge, and WinLab as well. So how do you think these resources kind of helped you in your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so we never actually launched. Um, we launched Busy Beauty with mm -hmm. our, our shave gel and our shampoo and conditioner and body wipes the summer that we, um, that we graduated. So up until that point, we didn't have like a fully fleshed out business. It was a lot of learning that I think took place in each of those programs. When we originally had that 2000 units in sales, we were pretty small our sophomore year going into our junior year, we did the summer venture program. And I think one of our biggest challenges and moments, transitional moments we had was one of our mentors, Cindy, she looked at us and she said, this is so ugly and terrible and it looks extremely sexual and erotic and that was not at all what we were going for. We were trying to make it look sleek and black mm -hmm. and Lixa, shave gel, so hip. And no, it looks like, you know, everyone said it looked like personal lubricant and we were like, no, I'm telling you, this is, this is really sleek shave gel. And we had already put all of our savings into that, all of our money into ordering, you know, extra units of this because it was selling so well. And if Cindy and the rest of the Summer Venture Program didn't tell us, you know, this looks really bad, mm -hmm. you need to do a rebrand and that's what you should focus on this summer, I don't think we would be a successful company right now. So during the Summer Venture Program, we took, you know, those those two months to basically rip up everything that we had from a branding perspective, the name and everything. We kept our shave gel formula, but totally went through a rebrand and it was extremely helpful to have 
all of those people around. Uh, WinLab, I love. That was the year-long program, and I actually did right after the summer venture program. And I think keeping you accountable on a weekly basis, sitting down with a group of women saying, what did you accomplish this week? Did you work this week? You know, And you're going to school full-time as well, so it, it, it really helps to keep you on track and really bring you to a launch at the end of the year-long program. So, yeah, I absolutely love nice. <laughs> all the programs that Babson offered us, and I, I think it... It let us do what we did while going to school successfully. That's great. And you talked a little bit about the shave gel, right? But now you've kind of downsized and you only manufacture beauty wipes. So how has that transition been for you? Yeah, it was definitely a hard decision to go from, we basically did the opposite of what we wanted to do originally. We started off with shave gel and said, oh, we can't be a one skew company. That's why we need this busy suite. And now we're doing the opposite saying, all right, let's just focus on wipes. And it's not that we're, although we're downsizing our line, we're actually expanding it a lot more because we've launched five different types of body wipes, uh, two types of face wipes, and we're coming out with new deodorant wipes and feminine wipes and everything along those lines. And it just kind of consolidates our manufacturing and our supply chain and our messaging because I think that was also um, an issue. But it's hard to let go of my original Mm -hmm. concept and all those products. Like I love the dry conditioner and Michael... He tells me every day, Jamie, no one's buying the dry conditioner. I'm going, no, it's great. So it's kind of like letting your babies go. But it was a good decision to make the brand make sense and to give our company the best chance of success. And um, we know that you have major partners such as Coles, Macy's and JetBlue. So what was the journey like to kind of get them on board and work with a startup like Busy Beauty compared to another major player in the market? Yeah. So what we really like about all partners is we're not just sitting on a shelf somewhere. We are in special categories in all of these. And Kohl's, we're in their um, emerging brand section. We're buying all the CBD products. We're up front. You know, all of our products are together in a cool section. And that's really the type of partnerships we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So same thing with Macy's. We're in the Macy's story section. Um, We're also on their online, which is really helpful for them. But being in these unique sections, I think, is the big point <laughs> of doing this. We've had to turn down uh, a few other buyers that just wanted to put us on the planogram. And the only partner we have that we do that with is Bed Bath & Beyond. And that's because they were our first partner way back when with the shave gel. But since then, we've never said yes to anyone putting us on the planogram. And I think that's why we have such so- strong retail sales. And then JetBlue is a really cool partnership. We're basically on all their mint class flights. And we come in the little amenity kit and morning, noon, and night and for you to freshen up after your flight. So good for them, good for us, good marketing, and we we still make a little bit of money on it. So, And did you find any major challenges when trying to partner with such big um, companies? No, I think it's just a little bit of a learning curve mm-hmm. on, you know, I do all the back end of it. So our EDI compliance and everything that goes along with that is a lot at first, but it's now that we started and we do it and it works, mm-hmm. I can onboard as many partners as I want. And uh I think learning how to support these stores is also a unique challenge that we're continually trying to improve. It's definitely hard to, you know, geo target (laughs) different, different store locations and things like that. But we do, we do the best we can to support each and every store that we're in. That's great. So tell us a little bit more about what have been your biggest challenges that you face so far. There's lots of big challenges. Mm -hmm. It's always, money is always a challenge, right? I mean, funding is the biggest um, challenge we've had to face. But I think that, 
you know, we did a great job at validating that concept with the shave gel. And we've raised that first round of funding the summer that we that we graduated from a lot of really great investors in the space, like John Replogle, the um, former CEO of Burt's Bees and Seventh Generation, Carl Sparks, CEO of Travelocity, a lot of really big players in the space. So I think that was kind of our biggest hurdle was getting that first round of funding off the ground to get our full line off the ground. And, you know, we made it through and we got the funding and we pushed all the product out. And that was a really big success, but also a really big daunting challenge to raise, raise that money fresh out of school. I think another big challenge was kind of what I already mentioned about doing this rebrand. Mm-hmm. I think a big challenge, we just moved to New York City. So that was a, uh, a big decision. We wanted to hire more people and be able to have a stronger investor pool. And there's also just so many great events there. So all the, I mean, every day is challenging, but I think those are kind of the big ones is just letting, listening to your business and being committed to it. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the one thing that you recommend all budding entrepreneurs to do right now to take their business to the next level? The biggest thing I always tell people is just do it. A lot of the people, I do office hours here at Babson and a lot of them just need to start. I think that's something that me and Michael did really well is we never knew what the best thing to do was or the right thing to do was. We always just went with what we thought was best and what we thought was right and got an MVP in the market. And we just were always pushing out the best we can with what we have. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs strive for perfection in their their business plan and their model and this and that. But I think a lot of it just has to do with jumping in and trying it and listening and adjusting as you go. Because you don't really know until you're you're running it, right? So I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice. And just really listen to your customer. You know, I actually call every single one of my first-time customers that we have with um, Busy Beauty. And it's one of the most valuable things I do because I get to listen. If I'm Even if I'm just listening to their voicemail, it's pretty easy to get a gist of how old they are, where they're from, and everything that goes along with it. So just understanding your customer base and why they're buying what you're selling, <laughs> I think is super, super important to your business plan and what you're doing. Um, so what are the next big milestones for your company? Yeah, absolutely. So we did uh, 650 last year, and we were really successful with all four of our products that we had with the, the wipes and the shave gel and everything like that. This year, the big milestone, we're going to be launching this completely waste-free concept. Uh, We're super excited about that. We have exclusivity on recyclable Mylar sachets, which is a first of its kind in the USA. Uh, Right now, all wipes, the outer layer of it is not recyclable at all. It goes mainly in the trash because it's a layer of PE and aluminum and PET, and again, just not recyclable at all. So what we've done is we've made a recyclable version of this, paired it with completely biodegradable wipe, and completely biodegradable outer packaging and shipping and everything like that. So U.S. manufacturing, clean ingredients, everything we can do to make these the best possible wipes in the world. And, uh, you know, next year we'd love to be in some of the bigger retailers like Target and Ulta. I think that's kind of our our big milestone we're looking for for, for next year after we prove out this new waste-free concept. And coming up with this new waste-free concept and rolling this out, would you require more funding? Yeah, so we raised um, another round, a $700,000 lightning round last year. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go out and uh, 
do our seed round this year, which we're really excited about. So that's going to go towards funding our this new manufacturing and everything that will go into that uh, for the next year or so. And we're really excited about that. And that's part of the reason that we moved to New York. That's great. And do you have any tips on the business health from the cash flow perspective for other entrepreneurs as well? Yeah, I think try and build a profitable company from the start. Make sure your metrics work. You know, we use factoring for our retail company. So we use, um, you know, people buy our invoices and we get that instead of net 60, we get it immediately. So that's really helpful. And really just negotiating proper terms with your suppliers is really helpful. And just closing up the cash conversion cycle. Not a lot you can do other than try and build something profitable and close the cash conversion gap, but that's all you can do, yeah. do really. Lastly, what are you most proud of about your business? And is there a particular moment that you can um, pinpoint that illustrates that? Yeah, I think probably right, you know, what I'm doing right now is my, my proudest moment. I think, you know, we went from making hair care products and now I feel with this, with our new wipes, I feel like I'm doing something good for the planet and good for people as well, rather than just beauty products. You know, I love, I love beauty products, but I do, but now I feel like I have a, there's more of a purpose to the company with being able to make the first completely waste-free wipes. So I'm really proud about that. And I'm happy that we made the pivot towards being a more sustainable company and it warms my heart a little bit. <laughs> and I'm just excited for, for the next year to come and to, and to launch that. And I think I get more and more excited every day with my company because it's always moving in a bigger and better direction. So, yeah. That is great. And we wish you the best of luck for the launch of your new product. Um, just the final question. Um, how much of your success do you think is attributable to luck? And how much is to kind of skill and hard work? Well, I think most of it is skill and hard work. I, I don't know if I I believe in luck. I think the only thing I feel lucky about is finding all my employees. <laughs> our, our first employee, Elena, is one of the most amazing, wouldn't be where we are without her. And, you know, she found us on the on the web by chance. So I would say that that may have been a bit of luck, but it could have been our group branding. I don't know. But other than that, you know, Michael and I have put six years of blood, sweat and tears into this company and we've persevered through every low and every high. And I think a lot of it is maybe not skill, but definitely hard work and plowing forward and having full full commitment to what we're doing um, no matter what. And what really motivated you to keep going? I'm sure you've had days of crazy lows and days that you just wanted to give up. So what is that one thing that really motivated you and pushed you to keep going? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Michael and I'm same thing, Michael to me. I It's easy to get down sometimes when you have a bad day, but I think when you have a good relationship with your co-founder, they can lift, lift you up on days when you're down and you can do the same for them. So I think that's another way that we, we keep keep hanging on. That's amazing. It was great to hear your story, Jamie. Um, I'm sure all our listeners will be very inspired by what you do and by some of your products too. Thank you very much for your time. And we hope to have you on one of our other shows next season. Thanks very much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Baps and Built. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us since that really helps others discover the podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Babson Eship and on Facebook as Babson Entrepreneurs. We're grateful to the Babson College student and alumni founders who participate in this podcast. These are their stories. 
Join us again for more Fabs and Builds.